I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the program. Lori Rubinson here. Talking sports, having fun with you here on The Fan in New York City at 877-337-6666. That's the phone number. Go ahead and use it. Mr. Connor Green, he's producing, manning the phones now. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at L. Rubinson, at L-R-U-B-I-N-S-O-N, Lori Rubinson on Twitter. With your comments, I will also read those on the program. Um, look, uh, of course, we're going to start off. We got Selection Sunday, and that means we're talking brackets. And who you got? Snubs. And see, you know, uh, what seeds don't you like? Who was snubbed? Who do you have going to the Final Four? Who do you have winning it all? What are some upset matchups or intriguing matchups that are interesting? To dive into all of that, by the way, little uh, preview coming up at 11. Zach Braziller from the New York Post going to join me and be my guest. Zach, of course, kind of Mr. College for the Post. And so we'll dive in if you want help and you want to either win your office pool or you got a little more cash riding on it, whatever it is. We make no promises, but I think Zach is a, is the right guy to talk to. Might even uh, let a few of you, if you want to call in um, later or hit me up on Twitter with a question and I can ask him all that stuff. So that's coming up at 11 after the update. Um, also, of course, we're watching, um, look, Tomorrow, I know tonight's Selection Sunday, you're going to do a lot of college basketball, but tomorrow is the beginning of, basically is the beginning of NFL free agency. It's what's called the legal tampering period, which is bizarre. Like, how is it legal to tamper, but whatever. Um, So that starts tomorrow. And in the NFL, if you know, pretty much if they're during tampering period, that means that Uh, Teams can talk to agents about players. They can't sign a contract with a player, so it's not formally signed, but they can make a deal, and so deals get done. So free agency for the NFL, essentially starting tomorrow, we'll find out. And usually NFL free agency, a lot of the top players move quickly. So we'll start to find out pretty quickly tomorrow where players are going, who do you want, uh, you know, what are the biggest needs for Giants and Jets? For the Jets, of course, uh, 
Look, the other story we're following is that um, we're following every time that Aaron Rodgers um, blinks or burps, uh, or in this case, um, he says that a decision is coming soon. So Jets fans, that could be as soon, since he says stay tuned, coming soon with a decision. Could be tomorrow. And will Aaron Rodgers be the next quarterback of the New York Jets. So my guest on that coming up at about eh, 1020-ish, going to be Ryan Dunleavy, um, NFL reporter for the Post. So, uh, for the New York Post. So that's coming up. Those are your guests. Otherwise, it's me, it's you, it's Connor right now. And uh, and we're going to talk NCAA uh, and start there. And let's just be honest. Usually, when we do these snubs, It's not usually the team from our area that's the snub. But this year, we are the snub in this area. It's Rutgers. I mean, it's as simple as that. And you can say that they have no one to blame but themselves, which is always the case with every loss, with every, hey, you got snubbed from something. Uh, You know, anytime there's a bad call at the end of the game, you know, we always say, well, there's no one to blame but themselves. Like, you should have won one more game or you should have made one more play. And that's always true. But when uh, you can go from expert to expert, from network to network, Selection Sunday show to a selection uh, Sunday show. And the biggest names in the industry, whether it's Jerry Palm, you know, uh, CBS expert, bracketologist, or Joe Lenardi, or, you know, across the board, the snub is Rutgers. Now, it is their own fault. Don't have a dreadful loss to Minnesota, to a bad Minnesota team. Don't kind of limp towards the finish line with a bunch of, uh, you know, while well, you you were basically you were in, and then you had some bad losses. But I, most people, including the experts, seem to think that Rutgers by beating Michigan. In that uh, in in the Big Ten tournament, respectable showing against Purdue in the Big Ten tournament, and with one of the best wins of the season across college basketball, one of the better wins, beating Purdue on their own court, you know, a road win at Purdue when they were ranked number one in the country, and. Big Ten, certainly one of the top three conferences in college basketball this year. And Rutgers got snubbed. That's sad. Um, I'll admit Connor and I were thinking, I was thinking, I was going to have, I kind of have over the last few years developed a little bit of a, uh, um, you know, I, I, I like to have, Rutgers men's basketball coach Steve Peichel on as my guest. He's a gentleman and thought that I'd have him on and we'd be talking about where they were going dancing and are they that first four? I kind of probably thought that they were that um, sort of the last ones in and, you know, be playing in, in that range. But still, 
it's a bitter pill to swallow for Rutgers. And certainly there are teams from lesser conferences. There's all different kinds of ways you can look at this and say the net rating or you can find teams who are rated lower than they are, teams who don't have the kind of quality, uh, same level of quality wins that they do, didn't play in the same kind of conference that Rutgers did. And they're going dancing, and Rutgers is not. So should Nevada be in there? Should Arizona State be in there? I mean, maybe. But I thought Rutgers had done enough. Now, what it does tell you is strength of schedule. I know it's always hard to, when you play in a tough conference like the Big Ten, you figure, oh, well, that's going to do enough. But the non-conference schedule has to be better. if that's something that's going to be held against Rutgers. Steve Peichel has a very good recruiting class coming in. That should certainly help. But if there is a uniform snub across college basketball right now, when you tune into expert after an expert, as some people talking about Vanderbilt, um, you know, was a sentimental pick um, as a snub. There's a Clemson heard talk of, uh, but the consistent number one, so experts like Jerry Palm, this is like what he does all year round. He got 67 out of 68 tournament teams, right? So it's not like, oh, well, there's a bunch of them. 67 out of 68 tournaments, right. Like the expert of experts, Jerry Palm. I'm sure he, you know, hopes to go perfect. And he could have if Rutgers gets in. So he did 67 out of 68 teams, correct. But he had Rutgers in the tournament. And they got snubbed. Feel bad. Feel bad for Coach Peichel and feel bad for those players. And look, in the long run, it's not crippling, but but it is painful. Not just for this year, but for also what they're building there. There's like a branding aspect of this when you're trying to build a program. And I, years ago, I before sitting in this chair here at WFAN, I, you know, kind of my, my break in this, you know, I'll just be transparent about it, was at a station in Central Jersey, 1450 AM, WCTC. I was co-hosting a daily sports talk radio uh, show there and, and getting paid nothing. But the, the incredible break of it was that that station is the station for Rutgers sports for football, men's and women's basketball. And women's basketball under Coach uh, Stringer was like perennially good. The football team, it was like, back when I was doing this, it was like Greg Shiano's first time around and just when the program actually got kind of fun and good. And so that was exciting. And the men's basketball team, it just was like, you would wonder. And then even after I left there and I came here and I've watched them from uh, through the years and you just feel like Rutgers is 
this potential has like potential all the time. Like there's so many, so much basketball talent in the state of New Jersey and in our area. And if you could just keep some of the better players home, and of course you need the right coach who not only can recruit, but can develop players, teach players, make them better over the course of their careers, whether those are uh, players who co- only come for a year or two and then have more professional aspirations over time, or players who stay for a few years, whatever it is, or players who transfer uh, into the program, whatever it is, you need somebody who can develop, you know, teach, train, develop talent, people. And I think they have that in Steve Peichel. They signed him to an extension. But when you're trying to build something that hasn't been there for so long, like Rutgers men's basketball, just even making the NCAA tournament and starting to rack those up consistently. So you start saying things like, oh, well, they've been to the tournament. Had they made it and squeaked in this year? So then, you, you know, hey, they've been to the tournament a couple years in a row, and then next year you have a good recruiting class and you make it again. Oh, three years in a row, four years in a row. You start having that. And so it's not even like they needed to go and, and win per se. But from a momentum of the program It is a big blow. It is. It matters to be able to say that you made made the dance, you made the tournament. It helps to sell to recruits that they can count on going because it's something the program does year after year. And especially, and we'll ask Zach Braziller this, but it's so competitive to get the top players obviously, in the area. And if one of the more interesting games in the tournament is going to be in in terms of first-round matchups, Rick Pitino and Iona (laughs) playing UConn uh, and Danny Hurley's uh, UConn squad is going to be a really fun first-round matchup. But all the rumors are out there that Patino is at least a consideration for St. John's. And if that happens, and Patino does go to St. John's, Rick Patino there, it's, like, it's, it's another thing in terms of recruiting the area. And it just does matter if you're Rutgers, if you can look at a kid and say, Yeah, we've built something, we have momentum, and we are a program that goes to the NCAA tournament every year. That you want to start to build that. You want to stack that. And so, yeah, it's a step forward. You were there last year, and you're not this year. It's a step back. No other way to look at it but that. That's the truth. A bitter pill to swallow the biggest snub of the entire bracket the team that was left out left off the experts Rutgers 877-337-6666 so that's the answer to the snub question now as for selection Sunday and who you got, 
and interesting matchups. So we'll go through this. Maybe Connor and I will talk a little bit about our final four matchups. There's always going to be the intriguing five versus 12 upsets. You always look at those. And the four versus 13 has become a pretty common upset as well. So who are those teams that might pull an upset? We'll talk about that. And then, you know, the other thing is, look, I'm talking about Rutgers as a snub. In terms of the actual tournament, like, it matters to Rutgers. But in terms of who wins the whole tournament, you know, let's be honest, it doesn't matter. Matters to those kids, matters to Rutgers University, matters to Rutgers alums. But in terms of the actual outcome of the tournament, what matters more usually are the seeds. And did anybody get poorly seeded, ripped off, shouldn't, should have been seeded higher? Or even of the one seeds, kind of interesting at first glance, Alabama's the number one overall seed. Then Houston is two. And you have Kansas and Purdue. And I thought Kansas got sort of too seated too low. I thought they should have been the second of the number two, uh, number one seeds. I thought it should have been Alabama and then Kansas. But I'm looking at the brackets, and it's interesting. I think Houston has a harder time of it in that bracket as the number two overall seed. And Kansas, yeah, you got UConn down there. You got Gonzaga down there in their bracket. UCLA is the number two seed. But UCLA, unfortunately, just suffered a really bad injury. One of their star players, Clark. So how well did they recover McCronin's team? How far can they go? If you're Kansas... It's not a terrible bracket to be in. Whereas Houston, number two overall of the in the tournament, Houston, they got some sneaky stuff going on in their bracket. How about this? If they if Houston wins their first round matchup, which you assume they will against Northern Kentucky. They're stuck playing, now, stick with me here, they're stuck playing the winner of um, Iowa and Auburn in the second round. But where are they playing? They're playing in Alabama, in Birmingham. Auburn, as in Auburn is, you know, located in Alabama. So that's like a, a home game there for Auburn, Bruce Pearl's team. If they can get past that 8-9 matchup with Iowa, suddenly you're Houston. And it's like, thanks a lot. I'm I'm the number two overall seed in the entire tournament. Number two out of 68 teams. And I'm potentially in the second round facing an Auburn team in the 8-9 matchup in Alabama. Like, thanks. And then if they get past that, Miami's their five seed. Indiana's their four. I like Miami. Jim Laranaga, 
does a really nice job. I think that's a sneaky five seed. He is a very good coach. And when you look at your brackets and you think about factors that matter, and we'll talk about those, what are the key factors that matter that you should be looking for? And obviously coaching is one of them. There's a reason why. Like, yes, it's, of course, about the players. But strategy and how you are using these players and how you're getting guys in and out of timeouts, all of the stuff that you're doing. How do you manage if you've got a player in foul trouble and you're managing your, your bench, all of that. It, coaching under pressure matters. And so a guy like a, a Jim Laraniga, who's been there, done that, understands how to coach in the tournament, um, you got an advantage there. And so Houston, if you get past an Auburn in Alabama... When you're in the Sweet 16, you're stuck with Miami. And then your two seed in that bracket is Texas, a super talented Texas team, athletic Texas team. And their seven seed in that bracket is Texas A&M, who got ripped off by being a seven seed. They're one of the better first-round matchups, by the way. Upstart Penn State against Texas A&M, a 7 and a 10 there. And you have two teams who just played in their conference tournament championship games. They both lost, but they played in the conference tournament championship games in good conferences. So Texas A&M and Penn State, it's a good that's a good bracket. And so if you're Houston, I don't have Houston going to the Final Four. Kansas is sitting down below. I don't know how you all have them, but uh, I know I'm hearing people picking UConn uh, to go to the Final Four. I don't have that. I do have Kansas. Bill Self, little health care, back. That's a veteran team, obviously. They are the... Defending national champions, Kansas. Um, So experience matters. I told you coaching matters. Experience matters too. Anyway, we'll keep breaking it down. We have to grab a break. But uh, coming up, so in terms of the guests, we've got about 1020. I do want to talk about talk some NFL free agency because that will hit legal tampering tomorrow. You will start to know where NFL free agents go. And Aaron Rodgers saying today, stay tuned, decision coming soon on what he wants to do. So Jet fans, you may find out perhaps as soon as tomorrow who your quarterback is. It would make sense because with free agent with official free agency starting on uh, on Wednesday. I mean, he's got to let teams know. So uh, Ryan Dunleavy going to join me. We're going to talk about that. That's coming up about 1020. And then 11 o'clock, going to dive into the brackets. Get your uh, your brackets out. I was going to say, your. I don't know, if you, you fill them out, do you print them out in, in pencil and then keep erasing them? <laughs> or you just fill them out online and, uh, and put them in, uh, submit them from... Um, depending on what you're, you know, which, uh, how you're playing. Um, but Zach Braziller, college expert from the post, going to join me and we'll break down, uh, look at it every which way uh, for NCAA tournament. 877 
6666. That's the phone line. Go ahead and use it. And of course, um, on Twitter at L Rubinson. Uh, quick break. We'll be right back. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.